I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now we're all riled up. Let's, uh, now we, now we hate the world. Let's do a podcast. Hello and welcome to In The Pocket, the bass guitar podcast where we get the lowdown on the low end. My name's Johnny, a totally average bass player, and each week I am joined by my lovely co-host to talk all about that bass. It's returning guest friend, full-time session bass player, it's Chris Horrocks. Chris, how are you, my friend? Hello there. I'm very That's good. Favorite tones. I know, it's every, I, I feel like I've created a brand now, apart from me going... Day six. Um, yeah. I'm very good. I'm very good. I'm a bit tired today, but I'll get through it. I've had a busy week. How about you? Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you've been um, you've been out shooting videos and all sorts for new projects on the horizon. Big stuff coming soon. I've been Dan Seth. So oh my god, I can tell you, we've been rubbing off on you. I know. Well, Sound... nowhere near you, unfortunately. I was in I was in North London. Uh, oh which, yeah, which no, is that's... Near, which is near Bristol, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just down the road. It's just down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anything like you said, anything south of Birmingham is just the same, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Which I actually genuinely believe sometimes, and then I forget yeah. when I've got to drive home from Bournemouth and go, "Oh wait, it's three hours to Birmingham and then two and a half hours home." Oh god, this is horrible. Yeah, yeah, not good. Anyway, not yeah, good. I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Um, it's been a, it's been a pretty good week. I had a gig. Wait, no, I didn't. Yeah, I did. I had a gig in Weymouth recently, which went Where's really Weymouth? well. Um, it's it's on the coast. Um, it's on really... the coast. Blackpool? No. Um, I don't know. It's Devon Way, maybe? How far for you? It's about an hour and a half, roughly. Yeah, I've played, I've played, you get this, everyone, listeners. I've played at The Haven on Devon Cliffs. Wow. So I've done a Butlins gig. To about 2,000 people, so I'll take it. But it's still the dreaded Holiday Park gig. You've got to do them. Got to do them. Yeah. I actually quite enjoyed them, to be honest. I went and one, but it was was good fun. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm going to say now, Weymouth is... Oh, God, I've lost it. It is... Ah, it is just west of Bournemouth. Kind of like the next bit. So I've been to Bournemouth... I went to Bournemouth and back in one day. That was about 10 hours of driving and a gig. So Bournemouth, I'm sure you're a lovely town, but respectfully, I don't want to visit you for work again. <laughs> Just for pleasure, not for not for no, business. No, no business, only pleasure. <laughs> um, the Bournemouth way. This um, is... Nice. Uh, yeah, th- that, gig was, that gig was good. We've got another one coming up in Taunton, which is like down the road for me. I so have been to Taunton. Wow, have you? Yes, um, I have a very strong military background in my family, and Taunton is where the Royal Marines are based. Uh, 
yes, there is a base out there. Is it Taunton? It is Taunton. Is I don't I'm know sure if it is. Marines now, but there is a there is a big old big old base there. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know anybody that's ever gone there though to that base. Now I do. Super. Um, sure. Well, well I'm gonna have to Google it now. I'm sorry. We can have so many offshoots of this podcast. Wouldn't you believe it? It's about bass playing and bass guitar. Oh, I know. So now we're talking about the military. This is your first episode jumping in. You, you know, welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if yeah, it's yeah. not, uh, yeah, yeah. If it so is, I am, go back I am and... right. Oh, there we go. Bit of dead earth for you. Yeah, the Royal Marines, um, Royal Marines headquarters is in is in Taunton. Nice. Well, uh, if should we approach them and see if we can do a Royal Marines podcast? Uh, why the heck not? I've probably, to be honest, I've probably got us an in if you want to do it, yeah. but. Um, Nice. Yeah. There we go. yeah. What's Perfect. harder, roll marine or this base load? <laughs> I give you a clue. Um, all right. Anyway, continue. Anyway, let's go. We we can't keep that going. Um, so let's just crack on. Um, to get involved with this podcast, you need to submit questions. Okay, all of the things we answered today are. User submitted questions, and you do so by heading over to our Instagram pages at Johnny Dibble and at that guy on base and looking out for the things we post on our stories. Look out for the poll, submit your questions on there. That's what all of these lovely people have done for today's episode. So let's crack on with the first question. Bam. All right. Question one. This is a good one. I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this, Mr. Dibble. Can reverb have its place in a bass space? Now, I'm assuming assuming this just means, can you use reverb as a bassist? Essentially, yeah. Can you use it on bass? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Again, there are no rules. There should be no gatekeeping. There's no, you can't do this. People will just have opinions. So all of this is, you know, you might go your entire life as a bass player, never using reverb. I will be the first to stand up and say, I absolutely never use reverb myself. Um, playing live, don't use it. Recording, don't use it. Do I have it saved on a patch that I use for fun? Absolutely, I do. You know, it can really add depth to a, a, a thing that you're doing, especially, you know, I had that six-string Jones bass, putting reverb and a bit of delay on that, playing chords on that six-string, beautiful, you know? And that was because of the reverb on there as well as as the bass being nice, but it just adds this kind of atmospheric, uh, hall-like sound to it that just suited that so well. So I don't think that you should, you know, you shouldn't be put off of using reverb. Um, and I think... Bass players like Ian Martin Allison are prime examples of how well you can yeah. use reverb. He did a reel recently, just just doing um, uh, Tame Impala, uh, The Less I Know the Better. And he was just like running through effects. He was putting on that on a, I think it was a jazz bass he was putting it on. And the reverb transformed that sound. It, it took it to a whole new level where it you know, really sounded like the track. Very light slapback sounds and not like a, a big delay on it or a big um feedback on it um just really subtle on it but it made a world of difference so i think there's loads of ways you can actually use it uh so yeah i i say yes what say you 
I also say yes. Um, not too much, though. Like the um, Austin Powers quote, you know, feed my fish. Not too much. Um, <laughs> I have used reverb twice in two specific applications. So, flat wound strings, tiny bit of drive, tiny bit of reverb, spring reverb. Yes. If there's a way you can do it in a DAW or on a pedal, I did it in the quad cortex, so I stuck an EQ in front of the reverb and took everything under like 500 hertz off. So I got rid of all yeah. of that. And then you play super tight with a pick. You know, like lots of staccato stuff. Yeah. And just the reverb just it just does a nice thing to the gaps between the notes. Um, and it's a great little sound. I'd recommend it. It's not going to work for everything. There's loads of stuff it's just not going to work for. It's one of them where it's like, like all things with effects, you could just ruin it for everyone especially live like i've noticed i can go quite fun in the effects department recording stuff for people putting stuff on social media fun at home writing with people i can really go ham you know loads of drive loads of effects loads of layering and stuff and it's really fun but then live everything is taken back so much more the amount of times i've done gigs where in sound check i've had something with I've had some drive for this, I've had some chorus for that, I've had the octave pedal for that. And then I've got to the gig and just gone, you know, I'm just gonna do it all clean and see what it's like. Right. And then everyone after the gig was like, You sound amazing. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Because you have to remember everyone, we are best supporting actor. That's the job. We are Tom yeah. Hardy, not Leonardo DiCaprio. That yeah, is the rule, that everyone. Sound. Yeah, sound. exactly. That's why a lot of the time they'll just Sound guys will just take a clean DI or just want something that they can consistently yeah, put. And I hate that. And all of your effects, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I hate and I hate that with a fiery passion. That's not yeah. okay. But no. a nice good amp tone that you like that isn't too inconsistent from song to song, that'll sound lovely. One yeah. other example of reverb, which is a bit more practical, that I think you should give a try if you want to. Excuse me. Oh, dying. Dead air. Um, take a amp recording. So if you're recording something that's like um, a baseline with an amp and a DI, and you're use you're going to be using both. Let's just pretend the amp's clean. Let's pretend it's that G that Galleon Kruger inside your HX stomp. You got that in a DI. Put a tiny bit of room reverb on the amp. Now the amp's got to be going into a cab for this to work, in my opinion. Put a tiny bit of room reverb on the cap. And what I think you find is it sounds like you've recorded the bass in this just big, cool drum room. You know, like, but it's not a lot. There's, um, it kind of just makes everything go. Now, I'm, I'm gesturing with my hands, but imagine your hands are up here and it all just goes zoom and just drops into place. And I think, I think it might be because it complements the room of the drums as well. And it okay. all locks yeah. in a little bit together, and if you can get Crossing that balance, over more exactly, and if you can get that balance right of like kind of the drums were recorded in a tight space, but there was still room reverb, and you do the same with the bass, you almost trick people into thinking the bass was tracked with the drums. Okay, and that always sounds cooler. Yeah, it sounds like you're pushing air as well. You know, yeah, like a little. That's a good yeah. shout, and also that can be helpful for 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 guys at home who maybe let's say. 
let's say you've just got the B7K plugin that Neural DSP make, or you've just got the stock amp plugin for bass in Logic. Send a bit of it off to an auxiliary. Now you know how to do that. I know you do. Don't just put it on the channel. Um, send it over to an aux channel and blend in a little bit of room, room reverb. And it'll sound like you've mic'd up an amp at home, but you get to choose how much room reverb. But less is more. But just the tickle of reverb sounds amazing. Like, absolutely amazing. So, yes, reverb, 100%. I think it's great. You pro- I don't think I'd ever do it live, personally. I would never bother live. You just don't want bass to be doing that in a live situation. No, no. You can really, you really can ruin everything. And And there's a lot of bass players who fly too close to the sun with effects. (laughs) You know, like, oh, got a load of fuzz and an octave and I'm blending this. And it's like, yeah, but it just sounds shit now, mate. I'm sorry. Fuzz in particular is one I quite, I struggle with live. Like, I don't use it live for that reason now. No, it's, I really, like, I love fuzz and I love having it in the HX Stomp and the, the, um, the Big Muff Pie, like, uh, one that's in there sounds great. Sounds sounds crap through any life situation I've used. I've not been that never, enjoying it. I've never turned the fuzz pedal on and not gone. Oh, I'm gone. Where did I yeah. go? Yeah, exactly. You're like, it sounds great by itself, but then yeah, again, again, that's then that kind of determines how you then use a fuzz. I suppose like you're going to use it more as an effect rather than like for a section rather than. Yeah being mixed in that's how i see it anyway. yeah 100 percent. like i um i've just started playing for an artist that i am not allowed to mention yet <laughs> um, cliff it's cliff richard boring Don't you think he's a bit boring how is cliff richard boring anyone from wigan listening you'll understand that one and i will not be explaining it further <laughs> and uh, <laughs> unless you want me to johnny then i'll explain it no okay. Got, no okay i'm not gonna bother um and this particular artist, um, they have a song where um, it starts with bass and it's a very fuzzy bass sound. And I recreated the sound in the quad cortex and did an excellent job. Sounded like utter crap in the practice room. And we were like, what's wrong with that? And I was like, no, listen. So we listened to the track and I listened to this and they were like, yeah, this is not, this is tone for tone the same. And it doesn't work in the room. So what I had to do instead was um, split the signal. So I was only fuzzing like 1K and up. And even then it was blended in quite low, in all honesty. So it was almost like my normal bass tone with a seasoning and the top end of grit. And then I just said, well, should I not just use the dirty preset I've got anyway? Because that is that. It's like a, I do a fake version of the X7, the X Ultra, going yeah. into an SVT. And that's like my live tone. Um, and they were just like, yeah, just do that. It just sounds much more consistent. So, yeah, I don't get along with Fuzz Live either, but I'm all, I also don't use a lot of Fuzz. Like, I know people like we just mentioned, like Ian Allison. Um, he sounds fantastic. Like, his tones are always brilliant. You know, low-gain Fuzz into his HX Stomp, Noble DI. I mean, to be fair, if you, sound, if you, own, if you own a Noble DI and you sound crap, <laughs> you need to have a word. You're crap. <laughs> You're crap. Um, yeah, exactly. But he always sounds great. It's just never worked for me. But I've only really tried like, and that's two or always three in the pedals. A bit, 
often that's always in the context of itself you know yeah. like that's it sounds great in a clip and it, well, it does but then when you get in a room uh, well yeah I filming, I filming for social it, media is completely different to filming yeah. it or playing for a gig i find pedals that i've got on my board all the time that to you know i find even my constant setup to be um uh inconsistent mm. you know? that's why i quite like having a number of different drives um, because then I can pick and choose what sounds best at the time. My yeah, tonal palette, the life in the strings, the bass I'm using, all these things are changing. So I like to have different game stage options and things that I can dial in and out. Um, so it's yeah, as a, yeah, you know that kind of thing. But yeah, very I, true. Obviously, reverb. Yes, I think yeah, definitely. Just like with all with all effects on bass, give it a try. There are no wrong answers. There are no rules. Anyone who says there are rules deserves a slap in the face. We do not listen to guitar players who say you can't have effects on bass. They are not allowed. Because all they do is use effects to hide their sloppy playing. And yes, I said it. Oh, shit. Apart from delay. Uh, That's apart the from one delay. that can't hide the sloppiness. No, that no, no yeah, yeah, exactly. You make a mistake with a delay pedal, you, you will live with that for at least, <laughs> at least three seconds. Okay, that's the only effect we're gatekeeping that we're not allowed on base. Don't oh, no, delay. delay. No, 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 no. I disagree. Delay is grey on base. Oh, yeah. I, I also agree. <laughs> so, yes, you can use reverb. Not too much. Let's move on to the news. It's the news. Time for the news. Um, It's been pretty... um. I don't know about you. Uh, I think it's been a pretty good week for news because I'm very excited about one in particular. And I was going to save it till last, but I'm going to I'm going to do it first because I'm very excited about it. Um, Sandberg have released a new base model. Now they, I think it was in like 2016. They said in their video that they launched the Florence guitar, which is like a, a new guitar shape for them. I even forgot that they made guitars because they're primarily a bass company yeah i just i I just completely forgot literally just forgot the guitars until right now yeah um you know all coming out of germany they've done electro models before that have come out of indonesia indonesia or china and then they're shipped over to germany and checked etc um and so i've i've had good good innings with sandberg i've had good experiences this might be the best experience i've had and i haven't even been in the room with this bass uh because they've released the florence bass is a short scale <laughs> i can see chris's face is screwing up short scale single mudbucker style pickup in the middle now this is my wet dream <laughs> and this is chris's worst nightmare i just play a normal bass johnny i i'm obsessed with this bass okay um I, when they were like teasing it on social media i was like "Ooh, what's this gonna be i think it's gonna be a short scale it just kind of gave off that vibe and it just fits the bill so well in my opinion the pickup in the middle when they're in the video they showed that they like slid it up and down to test the position it's not just a passive uh tone they've got a uh a push pull on there that scoops some mids and give you that thumpy sound i've been listening to a lot of modern paramore and this bass suits that sound and I want it now. Are you finished? I could go on, but I will allow you to talk. Okay, moving on. Next bit of news. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Look, 
it looks really cool. I've I've just looked at some pictures. That um that tobacco sunburst one looks really nice. Mm-hmm. I bet it sounds great, and I bet it sounds absolutely fantastic in that kind of like what Paramore are doing at the moment. I bet it absolutely, which is funny because it won't do, but I bet it slaps with flat wound strings. I bet it yeah. is. I bet it sounds brilliant. Yeah. Um, don't want one. Just don't want one. No. Although don't. I had. A, oh yeah. No, I should probably tell you about this. I had a dream the other week where I did actually buy a shorter scale bass right. and really enjoyed dream, it. Not a nightmare. A dream. Yeah, probably. Well, I. You know. I. I think it's because I'm quite utilitarian with my stuff. Uh, like, if I don't see an active need for something. I don't just not use it. I don't want it. Yeah. Like like right now, I cannot find a reason to have my aerodyne. Yeah. Apart from the fact it looks very cool. So in my head, I look at it and go, I don't want you. Yeah. I want you out of my life. Oh, what this is... Uh, um, you were dreaming about as well. Maybe. Ugh. Um, yeah, I see, I, I am the same. And we'll talk more about that later on. Because uh, I think that'll tie into our big base debate. Um, mm. but I, you know me, I, I have such a soft spot for like quirky little short scales and this is perfect. That's why we are friends. <laughs> I'm your quirky little short scale. <laughs> Does that mean I'm the long scale? I'm the 37.5 inch. No, I'm a little, I'm a little ladies. 33. Oh, lady, ladies. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I, I'm I'm obsessed with this bass. I really want it. Unfortunately, if this was out of the Electra series, I would buy. I would have already bought one. Um, but it's not. It's. I mean, it would be not such good quality, perhaps. But it cost at least sixteen hundred quid, um, which is a lot. To it's ask. a lot of money for half the bass. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'd I'd recommend going and checking out Patrick Hunter's new video on it. The one that he's got looks. The color scheme is beautiful. I love it. It's like a British racing green. Um, and then... That's a great underrated colour, in my opinion. Yeah, massively. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I'm not, about... I will, I will say, um, I, don't, I don't feel particularly proud to be British at the moment, but we did pick a good green. Yes, that that is the one thing we have going for us. That and crumpets. Not that, as part of those boys. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I suppose the Beatles are okay. Um... Black Sabbath, tea. crumpets again, yeah, tea. He's pretty good. Um, nothing recent though. No, sorry, no, 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 no. no. Anyway, um, that's anyway space. <laughs> uh, I would love to have it. Let's move on. Um, this again, <laughs> you're gonna love this. I'm just, I'm just googled what it is. For those of it. you don't, li- for those of you who are listening at home, I sometimes forget to look at the news. So I learn about the news while Johnny talks about the news. And I think that's quite fun because it means everyone everyone gets my honest reaction. And without saying what you're about to talk, talk about, I hate you, Johnny. I hate you so much right now. Why do you do this to me? Begin. Um, so, uh, Nordstrand. It's a Fender Base 6. <laughs> Close. Uh, Nordstrand have brought out <clears throat> another short a base. scale. <laughs> another short scale. Um, this is uh, a version two of that. Now I'm gonna need your help saying this. Can you can you say that name? No, As- no, it's on the cat's just walked in. Asinonics. Asinonics. As- 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 
Bacchinonix. Asinonix sounds the best, I think, but it's still a best. and Onyx. Ass and Onyx. Yeah. Well, let's, go with that. let's go with that. Nordstrand, I love yeah. you. I think you make a fantastic pickup and preamp. I don't like these. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So, for those listening, they made this short scale base. It had two humbuckers in it. Um, and they're, do you know what? Actually, it's close. All right. It's nearly there. I don't mind it in a with a white pit guards and like it's a bit of a wackier almost like Jaguar type shape. It's a bit like slimier looking, I think. I can't even describe how this looks. Um the worst headstock I've ever seen, perhaps. It's like a music man, but a reverse one. But also on a sire headstock. Yeah, it's it's bad. I don't like it at all. Have you seen the headstock? Um yeah, and I wish I hadn't. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that that's... It's interesting. Um, oh, by the way, um, at the end of the blurb, it says, Explore the V2 cat base today. So I wonder if it means cat oh. base. German, maybe? Cat base? Well, you... A, Nordstr- a Nordstrand German? I think so. I mean, it... Oh, no. Or, Nor- oh, or Nordic. Addressed in some way. Are they Canadian? Maybe. Redlands. Interesting. Yay. Yeah, that's Canada, isn't it? Redlands. Yeah, and that's a zip code. Oh. Interesting. Uh, you know, because that's an American number. Um, ooh, interesting. Yeah, it says on the on the website, on the description, at the bottom it says, but the free single call platform explores the, um, explodes the tonal palette Whoa. with rich, detailed, open and soaring vintage character. Explore the V2 cat base today mm. there's a mention no. there's some, something else in there in fact yeah that's what does it what does this word mean it like acid oh it's a it's a cat Nasononics is a it, the cat the whole word is a cat it's, it's a cat. cheater okay we've got it right okay right explore the new nordstrand tony the tiger <laughs> limited edition <laughs> today um great uh yeah it's uh it's, yeah it's, yeah johnny um i hate it yeah sorry no no no, no like, i'm the, the the sandberg i can i you know what i would probably like to try it i think it looks pretty cool i can see that big eb eb1 style pickup probably dead cool on a short scale flats whatever this just does nothing for me no the... it's quirky i like quirky but um, it's just don't give a shit basically is the easiest way to describe it this one what they've done obviously I said it came with two humbuckers before now it's like a strap set up where you've got two single coils and then an angled single coil um, yeah well uh, but yeah it's it. I don't really I don't know uh, I don't know and then I think it's got something going on with the there's a push pull uh, our innovative push button pickup selection system oh, it means that you can um engage the middle pickup in any position so you can have any pickup selection you want really um do you know what i don't like about things like that it's like why don't they just have on and off like the alpha does on and off for each pickup then you could just choose what you all want. right all right yeah 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 you played an alpha we know <laughs> hey i'm gonna be i'm gonna be flying the flag for a long time okay if i, I end up <laughs> it's like, like, yeah it's like a 
when you like randomly you've met a celebrity 15 years ago and you still go on about it yeah still comment on their posts like like your best friends hey bestie <laughs> that's like, i blocked i mean it did i mean it it did look and sound amazing so i'm all it's this is purely from a place of jealousy just because you got to play it and i didn't so I, I can't believe they sent they sent a bass down south i know actually i'm not surprised because they are from yorkshire and i'm from lancashire and we we did literally go to war at one point, though. So, yeah. He's still. Clearly, yeah. yeah. They didn't want to send a base over the Pennines, so they send it down to you instead. Hee <laughs> um, hee hee. Let's move on to the last bit of the news. Uh, Jackson have updated their colour schemes for the X-Series concert base. Now, these bases are awful, and I hate them. Um, no. Uh, well, <laughs> kind of. I've not played one, um, but... No, wait, have I? No, I didn't play it in the end. They had. One... Why do you hate them? Because they look awful. The the original ones they did, they're like that Jack, uh, the Rickenbacker P-Base cross-base. Uh, but I will yeah. say, and yeah, I don't, didn't like the original ones. I think they looked, they looked hideous. Like the orange and the green one, even the black one. However, these new colours m- made me go, okay, I think these are the best looking colours they've done for these, personally. I'm trying to find the colours right now. I'm struggling. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Uh, they've done it in like a almost like a lake classes but more, I suppose more like Daphne blue uh, with, oh uh, I've oh. just seen it oh that blue is yeah. nice ice metallic it's called oh ice blue metallic I like that Um, and then they've done it in like a almost like an army green with all black hardware and stuff so two very contrasting uh looks at this base uh but i really like this i think it, it makes it look so just, much better just seeing the green yeah pretty, oh my god pretty cool right that's amazing yeah and it's so much better than the old green that they had which was like this bright yeah oh wow that looks amazing <laughs> i mean the blue looks the blue looks great too but like oh maple neck as well maple fretboard at least yeah on the blue one uh, oh um, yeah, that's the other thing. The blue, that, they haven't done that before either. So, and still with the sharp <laughs> like inlays, I think it just looks awesome. Um, that black one, it g- genuinely lo- is that like you should have led with that, Johnny. I wouldn't be annoyed at you now. <laughs> it looks awesome, doesn't it? Like it just suits it so much better. And I think it's because it hide, hides the pickup cover, the pickup as well, like uh, the P base pickup. It just blends in. I'm assuming I will... roasted maple neck as well. Maybe I will say though. Oh wait, there's a there's a, an Anderson's link to it. I'll look at that now. I will say um, I actually like the pickup cover. The only problem is how the heck am I going to play it if if the pickup cover's there over the bridge? Well, over the over the net uh, bridge pickup. It's a Jackson as well. If someone's going to buy a Jackson, I doubt they're going to be playing it finger style and like, especially in that green color with the black. You know. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> oh, surely you get also the color. The color goes over the back of the neck as well. It's yes. green all the way across, yeah. all up the back. Yeah, this is the first time I've I've actually turned my head to these and gone, "Oh, nice!" You know that is cool. Yeah, ja- yeah, Jackson. If you're listening to this, just know I never say anything nice about any product ever on this on this podcast. And this is the first time I've looked at something and gone. That's cool. So I think you know what to do. It was on thin ice, being too negative, but it 
redeemed exactly him yeah awesome. that green that green's amazing that's cool it's called matt army da- drab <laughs> great color matt army dab got it <laughs> um yeah they're about like hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. $800, so probably like... 800 quid at this point um so yeah yeah literally yeah do you remember when the the pound was cheaper than the dollar remember that i remember because i went to america and i was going to buy a ps3 i wanted to buy a ps3 when i was there because nice. they're like half the price of ours uh of course i didn't but there we go well you would have had to declare it on the way back as I well you would have been violated in tax issues that is the news yeah let's move on to the next question Question two. What features do we wish bases wouldn't have? Interesting. Wouldn't wouldn't have, yeah. This is this is a tough one. There's loads of ba- there's loads of that I wish think they did have. Or like what do they have that you wouldn't have? Mm. Um so Okay. Here's one. This is more like an unpopular opinion, okay? Go on. And I think you might disagree with me on this because okay, I actually have gone off of roasted maple necks. Really? I, I tell me more. I'm just not. I don't know. I feel like it's a fad. I'm like I'm a bit over it now. I kind of prefer the look of the original maples now, and I just feel like everything's moving in that direction now. And I'm like, oh, what are we doing? One last. Are we doing mm. that now? You know. I understand. But I don't agree. Fair enough. And I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that I will be in the minority there. That most people will be like, shut up, I love roasted maple. And I <laughs> I think it depends on the base as well, though. Some bases still look whew, insane with one. And, you know, feels great too. But the ones I've had, I've never been like, oh, yeah, that's whew, that's what's making it for me. Um, so I, I like them because they just look a bit more expensive. That is true. It. Like I said, I think it depends on the pace, though, for me, personally. Mm. Um, but that's kind of the thing that I, in the future I wish that I don't want to completely go in that, in that direction. Um, but in terms of, like, current features, oh, I've got a doozy. Three-point bridges. Let's get rid of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree more. Get rid of those. Stop. Or any kind of weird bridge like that. It makes no sense. I don't care what the science is. Don't care. Awful. 
Nobody wants to. I only want, from now on, I only want bridges that are designed similar to, like, my NG2, where it's six, it's six, not six, idiot, five individual pieces of hardware that are completely independent from one another, and you adjust each of them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Independent string spacing, independent action. If something, if, if a string snaps, it doesn't destroy the rest of the bass. Yeah. All I'm saying is, Johnny, be very grateful you were never a guitarist who owned a Floyd Rose whammy bar. Ooh, no. Because when they go, they the entire guitar is completely unusable until you change the string. Completely unusable. Yeah, that sounds like a worse nightmare. Terrible. Yeah, you're out. You're out completely. There's no like, oh, I can keep going and just won't play the G string. Yeah. It's like, nope, you are gone. Mm-mm. Game over. So, um, what other features do you think we wish basses wouldn't have? That is a good question. I am struggling. Your three point bridge thing was a good point. I've um, got another one. Uh, you know, I tell you what, you lead because I I am struggling to think of something I specifically just don't like about basses. I mean. Batteries that could run out is one. Screw in. That's a bit of back plates as well. Yes. What a great idea. Yes, screw in. Nah. Get the ding wall is a magnet. It's a that's, magnet. That's it's unbelievable. So incredible. Good. I think um just brilliant. Another one for me. Uh I'm looking at my nice mullet panel. Thanks, man. We're working hard. Um Oh, I had one in my head then that they wouldn't have. No, it's disappeared, I'm afraid. It's gone. I used to think, like, get rid of volume knobs. Like, don't need it. What? Don't want Interesting it. point. Interesting point. I also used to think that. But now, I do a lot of volume swells yeah. where I will fret the note without, without picking it, as in I will hammer the note let's pretend it's the, the g on the 10th fret of the a string i'll hit that like a hammer on and then slide the volume up mm. nice and that is very very good when you have a song where until the end of the first chorus it is just the singer playing guitar and singing yeah and then we come in after the first chorus because when that chorus hits you can just slowly fade in the notes and it just gives a little bit of body yeah. to lift into a chorus. Definitely, like a swell, yeah. I and I, I yeah. totally agree. I, I, I use volume knobs all the time now. And more as a fail safe as well. Like if I've done something and I'm like, ooh like if I'm playing over something, I don't want to you know, if you if like over a section like that, for example, if you've played a note by accident on that, if I just if I just stop it, it'll make it very obvious that that was a mistake. Whereas if I run mm-hmm. out slowly it may, you know covers it up a little bit and no no none the wise that is the secret the secret is not how well you can play it's how well you can cover up getting it wrong no delay um, um yeah exactly no delay i also used to hit tone knobs now i really like tone yeah, knobs like too. really like me them. too i'm exactly the same um the Go old on. one i think that is more just a feature that's just a personal preference is gloss necks don't like gloss necks really i'm more of a um satin or unfinished neck feel kind of guy so I wish that Les would have the satin neck, just because... Yeah, me too. gets sweaty and sticky, you know? Yeah, me too. I don't think that's something you ever really need. I'd Normally, I like uh, sticky and sticky, but not in that scenario. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything. You've done a much better job of answering this than me. Uh, yeah, 
I agree with all your points to conclude. That's the right answer. And with that, let's move on to the next segment. It's time uh, for to listen to some um, uh, basic things now because it's time for that tone you own. Uh, this is my favorite segment where one of us brings along a tone that we're enjoying at the minute, maybe something new, something we discovered, you know, anything like that. And we just take a listen, uh, break it down a little bit and talk about it. Um, I have brought along a tone this week using two, two pieces of gear, uh, new gear that, uh, that I've got recently. So let's uh, take a listen to it now and then uh, we'll break it down. Can you guess what bass was used on this tone? Yes, because you told me. I was. And it's, yes, okay. <laughs> um, That was actually for the listeners at home, like a kid's TV show. Oh, can sorry. Can you tell what it was? And then pause you for... Write, you can write to us at... <laughs> no reply at in the pocket pod. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, this email address is not monitored at inthepocket.org. <laughs> Um, Reg charity so number. This is oh yeah, this is uh, my new USA Stingray, um, and it's more than meets the eye of what's going on here tone wise. It's quite a. I describe this as a, uh, a warm, chewy, driven sound, um, and there are many things contributing to the warmth of this. Obviously, and none of them are tubes. No zero. This is yeah. That's that's a good point because this is completely digital. And, you know, for some people at home, that might shock you. Um, it's the Music Man Stingray, so already super warm pickup. Going in through my other new pedal, which is the Origin FX bass rig. Oh. Um, yeah. And then, in, and, uh, and then into the Dark Glass Alpha Omega. Um, and then into the HX Stomp, which has just got the my normal Galleon Kruger sim on there. So we've got Fender Amp Sim going into Dark Glass, then going into Galio Kruger. So it's and God. warm as So you've, you, you've double bagged it, is what you're saying? Yeah. So you've used... So you've got the the Origin pedal, which is meant to be kind of like an Amp Sim anyway. Well, it's both. So with yeah. the XLR out, it's got a Cab Sim on it. Ah, and you are otherwise doing it's that. Otherwise, it's a pedal. No, no, no. This is... Sorry, no. This is... Just using the out from the 
the, um, the jack out. You've used yes. it like a pedal. And then so you've yeah. done that. Then you've gone into, well, some would argue another preamp, um, yeah. which is the Alpha there's, there's Omega. All right. There's technically four preamps going on here then because there's the bass, okay. the pedal, <laughs> the dark pass, and then the amp. Which isn't anything no- like that's normal. Because I know that's the what... funny part. The funny part is, is that's normal as well. Like you, yeah, you look know. at that and go, "What?" That's it's ridiculous. Like, no, no, that's what that's what yeah, people do. You know, for a live setup, that's what I'd do. I'd have the bass going into the sand amp, going into a drive, going into an amp. You know, you are literally you are literally the um, the Kylo Ren gif of him just going, "Oh no, you start taking layers away like I did uh, later on in the clip and you go, oh, it's not as good sound. It's not good. It? It's not good now. You've put about £2,000 of preamps all over it. <laughs> I mean, this is this is coming from the man who Paletti do does bar gigs with arguably the most expensive pedal you can buy at the moment. And often, <laughs> and often, I hate to say it, it's literally just running a compressor. <laughs> yeah. That's grim, cool, isn't it? That is good because I've turned everything else off because it's not relevant for the gig, and I'm like, oh, yes, there we go. I could literally just have like a Boss CS1 compressor here, and it'd be fine. <laughs> oh, but would, no, no. would you feel okay with that, Chris? No, I don't. No, I would complain and say my playing is not as good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think a big contributor to the sound here. Um, obviously the Stingray is a Stingray. It sounds great. Um, the dark bass is not like we've discussed before. It's just adding that little bit of fizzle on top, a little sparkle to break it up a little bit. Um, but the origin effects is actually doing a lot of the heavy lifting here in terms of, uh, tone shaping. Um, cause without it, it sounds vastly different. Um, and it's, people were bigging up these pedals and I agree it, it, there's so much warmth in them because they sound tuby. They sound like the real amps. And, you know, people were holding them up like, this might be the best, uh, you know, digital sounding bass amp I've ever heard. And Origin Effects are a fantastic company. Uh, and I'm, yeah, I'm not disappointed with this product at all. I took it to practice last night as well using mm. a similar scenario, but bypassing the HX stomp. Um, and yeah, I, I was loving it. Um, it does cool. seem like a cool thing where it's like, if I had a very small amount of gear I could take, bass, that, and a tuner, it probably, the pedal, not a fish, that would probably <laughs> sound really good. Like, I remember yeah. watching, not to mention him again, but Ian Allison did a video for them for the YouTube channel where he was going through the, the SVT version. Yeah. It sounded unbelievable. Like, yeah. the wide range, you got, like, he did one that was like a Tim Comerford sound. I was like, you sat there like, yeah. They're, they're so good and that's just yeah. and like the the uh, and when i do the demo of this i'll do the it's going to be split into two the amp out version and the xlr version because you get yeah. a two by 12 cab on this one the cab um, sim yeah yes you know it comes with a cab um and i've been tempted to get just like a pat like a seymour duncan like power stage amp clean amp, yeah 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 just power a cab and go just go through that I want to test the DI out on that in a live scenario first. But I have also been tempted to do stuff like that, like run a, um, have something like a power stage on my pedal board and mm. then run the quad cortex out to a cab 
so I don't have to take an amp with me. But also, I don't really do a lot of gigs with cabs, really. Mm. Most gigs, I'm going cabless, but the, the I am playing for an artist that I mentioned earlier where cabs are probably going to be required because it's a little bit more rock and roll. So I might need a bit of, exactly, fingers in the air, I might need a, a little bit more uh, behind me, but I just can't be bothered bringing an amp. I really don't like bringing amps to gigs. Yeah, I, I've, so I use a Laney rig at the minute, and mm. it sounds good, but it's the the cab is heavy. It's a 2x12, and it is heavy. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm... I, I re- it's good amp. I don't. I kind of. I'm not sold on it yet, though. I kind of want something else. So, I might be getting something else down the line. I'm. I'm looking at Aguilar. Uh, however you say it, I might be getting a tone hammerhead. Oh, cool. Kind of, okay. Yeah, um, I want one. I've got a Lenny. Very, yeah. I've got a Lenny very, cab. Oh, nice. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's a. It's the Nexus 410. Oh yes. Um, really light. Really mm. light. Um, I can, I can carry wheels? it. Pardon? Got wheels? No, but you could put wheels on it. Yeah. This isn't on wheels. Um, I've carried it one-handed. Okay. On my side like that and, and got yeah, through with it. Gym, Chris. Yeah, yeah, but it was still. Um, you know, you could just start going and you'd be fine. Um, cool. Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That'll be silly. Um, and yeah, it's been fine for me, but I, I don't like... I'm lazy. I just don't like bringing any more gear that I need that I need to, which will be interesting as we move into the next bits. Yes, absolutely. And with that segue, let's why don't we do just that and move on to the next segment? Smooth. <laughs> Mr. Devil, it is fine. It is all oh, fucking bollocks. Don't <laughs> leave that in. <laughs> You're gonna leave it in. I don't know. Right, okay. Mr. Dibble, it is time for the final section of today's episode. Oh boy. It's time for the big bass debate. How many basses do you bring to a gig? And also, how many basses does a bassist need? Mm. I refuse (laughs) to answer the last part. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I am a contradiction of just that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all. I'm bad, but you're awful. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, I'm like, need. Um, exactly. So I feel like with these, this one, because this was two questions, I thought we could probably answer in the same. I think we can do. Section. I think we can do both. Yeah, because the means for how many bases you need might be how many you need to take to a gig. So yeah, let's start with that then. The gig scenario. Um, because for me, um, all my gig in life, I've only ever taken one bass until the tribute band I'm in now. Um, so now I am taking two basses to a gig, but that's because I'm doing two different sets with slightly different tones with different tunings. So... Uh, I'm just like I, I think it's going to be easier for me to just I have the second base just to take two I've got a double base case now easy peasy you know um, I need to get one of those I think they're they're good although I've got yeah. a scenario coming up where I need only to carry one and I'm like oh damn it a sold for a single case ah um 
The sensible answer is two. Yeah. You should bring a backup just in case. Yeah. Um, and I've never and that, done that. <laughs> I've never needed a backup, but that is also um, the scenario that the scenario that I find myself in now yeah. is that all, all the guitarists bring a backup and I'm like, am I tempted to bring one as well? Uh, I've never needed one, but it's that just in case, isn't it? Like, yeah. Like I said, because I've got the double case now, I might as well. I might as well bring another. Um, yeah, because what I was also contemplating on doing is, so the only two bases I gig with and I foresee to be gigging with for at least the rest of the year, if not more, is my Dingwall and my Godan. Those are the only yeah. two bases I think I'll be needing. So I was contemplating getting a double bass case and they both just live in that case. And then everywhere I go, the one gig bag comes with me, which has two bases, the strap, two cables, a tuner, one extra set of strings for both, one enclosed unit. I never unpack it. I never repack it. There's always a, right, are you going somewhere and playing bass? Yes. And the bag comes with. That yeah. was, that's kind of, because I kind of do that now. Like my gig bag, I never open the front pouch of my gig bag unless I'm at a gig. And it all yeah. stays in there. You know, things like there's a spare phone charger in there. There's a two cables. Got a little TC electronic tuner that I've had since I was 13. Um, there's a nine volt for it. You know, the, the, the yeah. adapter. Um, and the strap stays in the front pocket because I use the Diodario, um Dimarzio clip locks for everything. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So the bass just gets swapped in and out depending on yeah. what I need. I use a wireless. Um, Taped to the strap as well. So, uh, the wi- uh, it's a good point, actually. Where's my belt pack for my wireless? I should probably look for oh. that. Oh, um, dear. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I think that two is sensible. You know, really, you might only need one, technically, but two is my kind of recommendation for... It depends on the length of the set you're doing, what kind of music, all of this comes into it. We're not here yeah. to make those decisions for yeah. you. Was this part of the question is just to find out how many we take and why? Yeah, However, I've never, I've never swapped to another bass mid set or any. I've always just been like, this is the only. I mean, I did when I played guitar, I'd swap because the nature of that instrument. I don't know. It's almost like with bass, it's like, do people care as much if I swap from a jazz to a yeah. P bass right now? You can get away with it. A lot of people probably don't care, but yeah. yeah. Um, with how many bases does a bassist need this is a slightly different question i think because it it <laughs> asks like okay you've got your base that you're using for gigs maybe or like your yep. your your main your number one what else could you have though what are the benefits of having others you know there are benefits such as expanding your playing ability <laughs> you get a five string to go with your four string yeah that is going to expand your knowledge of the fretboard and what you can do and this number of songs that you can learn you know there's ways of looking at it like that so maybe a four and a five would be a good combination or um then you can go something. on further though you could be like a four a five and a four with flats i thought you're gonna say and a four and a half and a four yeah. and a half exactly one with flats a fretless you know uh a, a short scale you know uh, <laughs> but but the but in all seriousness, like a short scale does have like that different playability to it. Yeah, true. And yeah, different. 
it's a different vibe, different sounds that you get out of it. They're not really the, I wouldn't use a short scale full time for any of the stuff that I'm doing now because it just doesn't suit, I don't think. Whereas the the long scales do. So I really like having a short scale in the collection to offer that alternative because I don't really, now there'll be people listening that probably are guilty of this. Uh, and I am sometimes guilty of this. It's owning too many bases that are too similar to each other. Like, yeah. yeah. I've seen people that have got just like three P bases and there might be like, yeah, one's got flats, one hasn't, et cetera. But I, I, is well, there I much think, point I think the flats and rounds thing makes sense because I, the, I, now I didn't really believe this until I owned the base with flats, but I think there's a huge difference between the two. So I could um, understand if you owned two B two P bases, one had rounds and one had flats. I could understand that, but more than one of either of those things would be a bit like, why do you have that? It's yeah. like, you know, I have my Squire Jazz base and my Uridine, and while one is a PJ and one is a a, a JJ. Um, they don't really. They kind of just both sound the same, and I have a very much a hate hate relationship with my Aerodyne. Being the yeah. you are so pretty, and you play so bad, um. So I never use <laughs> that, it. Basically, that sums up my that sums up me as a bass player. <laughs> you are so pretty, but my god, you're awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it depends what you want out of it, you know. Uh. I think you know, there is. Good. You know? Know. Yeah, no, exactly. Have as many yeah. as you want. I don't care. Yeah, it's like um, I encourage I'm not lots. a collector. I'm not a collector. You know, I don't, I don't collect things. No, I often buy things for the experience as well. I love unboxing a new base or experiencing a new base. But it might not be a keeper, or it might not be like I don't keep them all. People comment on my YouTube channel like, oh, like like I've still got it. You know, most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, I have to be like, ah, oh, sorry, I actually don't have this anymore, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's because I, number one, can't afford to do that uh, and don't have the space for it. But also, I just have no need for it, really. Yeah. You know, can't restring them all. <laughs> Absolutely um, not. That's 600 quid a pop. <laughs> so I just think, that, you know, there is no right or wrong answer to this. We can make recommendations, but I think it's just based on what you want to get out of it, how much time you're spending playing bass and what you want to um how you want your playing to grow and develop really you know do you want to try something different or have you know you might have a p base with flats and then like a double humbucker stingray or like a, a ding wall you know two very opposite ends exactly and that to, that makes sense to me it's like oh you've got a you've got a p base with flats you've got a very contemporary ding wall five string which it's still, I think, which is a surprisingly versatile bass, I've noticed. Yeah. But I bought it to go burr, 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 ding, 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 ding. And yeah. it does that incredibly well. It dings off the wall, you know? It, yeah, it dings it dings off off the fucking wall, my friend. Oh. Considerably. Change <laughs> their name, name to ding fucking wall. Absolutely. I'm, I might call them and say that. Like, all I, all I want Dingwall to do now is be my friend. Like, please, yeah. guys, it's really good. I don't want anything. Just acknowledge the fact that I think it's good. Yeah. And this is that to, platform. To be fair, though, credits Dingwall. They've shared everything I've done with that base, whether it's yeah. on an Instagram story or a post. I have no relationship with Dingwall 
at all. I have never spoken to them. I've never had a conversation with them. I've never commented on anything they've done. I've never, there's no, we, they don't know who I am at all. But I've tagged them in stuff and it's gone on their story yeah. within a few hours. Yeah. I have companies that I have a relationship with where I have to like nag the social media person to do, be like, hey, I did a really quite good piece of content here. Like it actually yeah. took me a few hours to film this. And none of your company have shared it or even liked the post. And then they have to be like, oh, sorry, and then get round to it. So yeah. credit and to Ding Wong. don't need to do that, you know. They're nope. a big enough company. They do not they need to do that. Oh, it's they that nice. Share. It's, it's all yeah. part of the brand, you know. Dark Absolutely. Are very similar. They're yeah. very similar. They do the same. They share all sorts. If you tag them, they'll share your thing, you know. Oh, they've never shared a single thing I've done. Oh. oh. <laughs> I must have done they, something. They, that's because they've listened to this podcast. Probably, probably, and look, Dark Glass, you are more than welcome to debate your points back to me. That is more than fine. Look, 100%. you're a very successful I... company. I just don't like where you put your knobs. <laughs> That's what I think about you. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you probably should. Knobs, plural. Um, yeah, I, I think we've answered that pretty well. We, we could probably go on with that <laughs> one forever because uh, you know I think everyone yeah. should have a maces. Um, but it is what yeah. You need to make use of what what you need it for, or what you want to get out of it. I think exactly. Uh, so you should probably bring two bases to a gig. I think that's sensible. Um, you can get away with one. I get away with one all the time, but I should bring two. Right. And then, yeah, I think it. Re- how many bases a bass player should own massively depends on what you get out of being a bass player, and. Um, just whatever you do, like if you just like if you just play jazz, do you need to buy a dingwall, a jazz bass, a P bass, a grabber, um, an EB one, a perfect bass six? You know, like all these kind of things. No, not really. Get the one thing, and that's fine for you. Just you get cook, the basics, and you'll be fine. Just get the basics, and you'll be solid. Exactly. Yeah. But that's I just... have to, I have to do a lot of things. But I do everything with two. Yeah, basics. Exactly. Like yeah. I've not even used Music Man for a bit. Oh yeah, I forgot. That, yeah, I forgot about Music Man for a second. Yeah, yeah. I've not. I've not used my Music Man for since getting the Dingwall, which is funny because I don't have the Dingwall set like you would set Music Man. I don't yeah. have the pickup in parallel, and I don't use the preamp. Hmm. Interesting. Don't use the preamp. I've run it is. completely every time in series. You're crazy. Yeah. Boy. All that stuff on your on your on your pallets and you're just putting it to waste. Yeah, tell Not me. I'll, I'll, when I change strings, because I do need to change strings, I'm gonna do a little video quickly flicking between mm-hmm. the you know all the tones. Every there's only four settings because it's an NG uh, two, but um, all of them sound amazing. But the series one, it's just it's just got this like bark, which is yeah. really nice on the lower strings. It's almost like it cuts a little bit of low, but then punches a load of low mid and normal mid range. So the low strings sounds even with old strings. There's just lots of notes in there. So if it's not farty yeah. or scooped, it sounds great. Yeah. Sometimes that can just be the best. Exactly. Oh, I think well, that's been an excellent podcast. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me every time. <laughs> um, if you want to. Reach out to us, like I said, submit questions to this podcast, or just come and say hello and follow us. We are both on Instagram at Johnny Dibble and at that guy on bass. Um, remember to um, 
give this podcast a five-star review. It helps with algorithms and all that jazz. Um, and yeah, it's no longer being on YouTube for now. Um, so you guys listening, you're the exclusive people listening uh, on your podcast platform of choice. So thank you so much for, for checking back in on us lovely bass boys. Um, Chris, is there anything else you wish to plug at the end of this? There is not. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you and good night. Lovely. Bye. Thank you so much for watching, listening. See you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.